Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast, where three bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mister Mister Ben Errington, and also regular co-host, Mister Andy Conduit Turner. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Everyone's everyone's regular now. We're all regular. We're all regular. That's the all good. Nice way. That's the best regular. way to be. Yeah. Good. How nice. been, Luke? Did you enjoy your yeah. little week off last week? I did. Um, I watched The Gate, um, and I gave it a, a B, uh, a solid B. I think it was it was good. I really want the one I when I think of the, thought of The Gate, I was actually think of number two in my mind. Like I think I watched number two a lot as a kid. Oh, yeah, I've never seen one of the little gooey men returns and he grants wishes now. Yeah, someone turns into a oh, like a, a troll thing. Creepy. Is it the same cast? Same kid with the glasses. In my like. mind, it's the same kid. Yeah, the, the metal kid. Uh, the metal wrong, kid. He's know. made of metal. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. No Stephen Dorff, though, unfortunately. By that so, point, like... he was already pre- preparing for Blade. So that point, three three years later. <laughs> Bless him. Yeah. There we go. Uh, what about you? Was, was it okay show. without me? No one oh, saying dumb stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, the rest, the other two of us were still here, Luke. So yeah, that we had stupid takes covered. I think I think Emily probably up updated the the cultural value infinitely, but um, yeah, it wasn't quite the same. We missed we missed name game. I almost had to text you afterwards just to ask if you had any plays on words of I was gonna the gate. do it off yeah. the top of your head. Can I you? Of, I thought of a good one as well. Go on, um, we'll do it while we're here. Relive. Have you got one, Luke? I thought of a good one. I can't remember it now. Um, yeah, some guys <laughs> dig a hole in the garden and they fall in it and there's like a load of modern art on the walls. Oh, is it the, the Tate? Tate? It is the Tate. I'll, I'll well do done. one for you, Luke. So one day some people are digging a hole in the garden and as a oh, result, yeah. they are tardy for their dinner and they get in trouble by their mum. They're late. They're late. They're late. That's right. 
tardy. How is that that word? <clears throat> you tardy. <laughs> you absolute um, tardy. Uh, okay, I've got one. Go on. Uh, in an eighties movie based based on the Jet Li movie, the one where he goes around and finds different versions of himself to uh, yeah. kill and become the best one. Um, a certain Miss Winslet goes around at killing Middleton, Hudson, and Moss in order to become the best of... Is it the Kate? It's the Kate. That's it. <laughs> oh, well, we've done it. I'd like to see that film. That you like to see great. that film? Yeah. I thought about that. I was on my run earlier, and that was honestly all I thought about for about, you know, six or seven Weird minutes. the thoughts you have when you're on a run. I was thinking the other day, you know, as a kid, you put a tooth in a, in a glass of Coke and it disappears. I was like, where does that tooth go? And I was like, I'm an adult now. I could fill my bath with Coke, get inside, yeah. go and find that tooth. Yeah. <laughs> Human trials can begin. Into the, into the Coke dimension. <laughs> yeah. Or if you if you drink down the, the like Coke with the tooth dissolved away in it, you could put that tooth back in. You might grow a new one like a shark. Yeah. Exactly. Get it reabsorbed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what dentists should do then if you lose a tooth just go right all you've got to do is uh get another tooth and uh maybe yeah, that would make yeah. coke re- maybe oh, coke could release a tooth kind like if they've got a version of coke in the factory yeah. and they dissolve like shit loads of teeth in there just like 50 percent teeth full of enamel <laughs> yeah <laughs> liquid enamel delicious there we go yeah problem solved uh... and the last episode completed <laughs> we've, we've nailed it a few minutes in <laughs> yeah there we uh, go it's the second it's the second part we should have we had a disclaimer to the other episode saying for name game if you want some name game give us the next episode uh maybe we should do that all the time we should say if you want the next part of this podcast if, if there's anything we've missed yeah le- leaving it on leaving pe- leaving a cliffhanger for people to go to the next step oh, exciting stuff <clears throat> horror news then horror news that's the thing uh, so I guess we had Mr. Jed Shepard on an episode recently, the From Beyond episode, camera what number it was, like two or three episodes ago, and he told us about his uh, FMV game, uh, Ghosts, his real-time horror game um, that was on Kickstarter, and it has 100% funded this week, um, so that's very good, very exciting. Well done, Jed and all the team. Looking forward to it. I don't know if we've got an actual legit release date yet, have we? I think it's but, a while because they've got to they've got to finish making it right. It's yeah. late this year, early next, something along those lines. It's a while. I'm looking yeah. forward but, to it though. Hundred percent. I don't know if you guys yeah. saw the artwork this week as well by Graham Humphreys, uh, the illustrator slash painter. He's he's done stuff like uh, I think he's done a Nightmare on Elm Street poster. Uh, he's done absolutely loads of stuff, but he's done the official artwork and it looks pretty badass. So yeah, very exciting. Mm. Looking, forward, looking to it. forward to it. And I liked the games of that era as well. I know I wasn't with you when you spoke with Jed, but um, you guys are talking about like, you know, those FMV like adventure games you had, like uh, Phantasmagoria and so on. Um, mm. That was very much my jam when I was growing up. I wasn't quite old enough to, because this is long ago that even I was little when these things were coming out, but. Um, like I wasn't old enough little. to yeah I wasn't old enough to understand how <laughs> to do the puzzles but me and my friend used to basically get these games and then bang our heads against them until we got stuck and then we'd get a walkthrough and just play through them like there were films that you just had to click in the right bit to go through and that was it and there's a Gabriel Knight one uh, where he turns to a werewolf which oh. on topic yeah it was great 
and um, Night Trap I had a lot of time for. You can get it on the Switch now. Can you? Yeah. God. That's pretty cool. Very exciting. I've still yet uh, to play one. In my mind, it's just like Bandersnatch. Like, uh, choose your own adventure. It's, it's better than that. Is it? Some yeah. of them are better than that. I wouldn't say Night Trap was oh, right. sophisticated <laughs> than that. <laughs> well, as I said, I think one of the the X Files game on PlayStation was one that I played, but I think it's a bit different. Was it a bit different? Did you play that one, Andy? Didn't play the X Files game. No. It was definitely a similar sort of thing. I'll have to go and and find some videos of it and watch it, see if I remember it as well. Quite a lot of them you can pick up still and they'll run on modern machines. I think all the Gabriel Knight stuff and the Sierra like video ones are on. I think they're just on Steam and you know anything on Steam is constantly on sale, so you can pick them up. Yeah. Lovely. Uh, other horror news. I don't know if you saw... I think it was last week this was announced, but David Cronenberg announced his next movie, a sci-fi horror project titled Crimes of the Future. It's got Viggo Mortensen, but this week Kristen Stewart joined the cast as well. Uh, and oh, yeah. he did a mo- he yeah. did a movie of Robert Pattinson, didn't he? Cronenberg, yeah, he did. Yeah. Cosmopolis, yeah, 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 that's that's the one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so this is the first original sci-fi script by Cronenberg since 1999's Existence, as I say, isn't it? Existence. I don't know if I ever said that out loud. Leave it uh, all over again. <laughs> bloody hell. Uh, it sounds just as ambitious, taking a deep dive into the not-so-distant future where humankind is learning to adapt to its synthetic surroundings. Mm. I won't read any more, because it looks like there's a lot of detail there. Um, so yeah, very interesting, very exciting, always good to see new Cronenberg. And I do like Kristen Stewart, I think she's really good. She was good in yeah, Underwater, yeah. Uh, and all the modern movies I see her appearing in. I think she's playing Princess Diana and something coming up soon. She yeah, seems to be killing great. it. Just yeah. like Big Bad Pattinson. As the Pattinson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, what else? What else? Yeah. What else? Couple of th- couple of things I noticed about movies that are finally, finally coming out. So UK cinemas are opening on May the seventeenth. Um and I think the Book of Saul, Spiral, is gonna be released on the seventeenth. So we'll finally be able to see that. Um and I think a quiet place too at the end of May as well. Um, and alongside that, there's been some new images released of Candyman, and it's still heading towards its release date of August 27th, 2021. How long have we been talking about these three films? Since the beginning of time? Was there the Big Bang, and then someone went, Quiet Place Part 2! Feels like it. <coughs> do, you, yeah. do you think the expectations of these films, do you think your experience is going to be ruined because you've been waiting for them so long? They can never meet up to how much, or are you going to be so happy that you're back at the cinema? That yeah. they could be absolute, like shoving knitting needles in your ears and eyes, and it'd still be great. I'm definitely looking forward talking to talking about the boy too. <laughs> the Brahms boy too. Brahms boy. Brahms too furious. I think as soon as these films got delayed, I kind of switched off my hype. So yeah, I, I was able to do that. Where it wasn't like I was like, oh god, I'm gonna have to wait all this time. I kind of switched off the hype, and then when it's released, oh now it is coming out. It's like okay, I'll. I'll probably turn the hype back on when it's like a week until right. it's out, possibly. We're gonna, because we're recording this and we'll have a record to either be right or wrong by in the future. Of those three hyped movies, when we've reached the point that we've watched them all and reviewed them all and rated them all, which one do you predict will be the best in terms uh, of our personal ratings? Oh, Quiet Place 2, 
Candyman. And Saw. Spiral. And Saw. Book of Brahms. Hope, hopefully, Candyman. I feel yeah. like Candyman, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, got to be. I think I the Candyman do. is going to be the best. How many times have we said his name? It doesn't count if it's different people, it's fine. <laughs> Pronouncing it weird as well. Yeah. That's it, how then. we protect ourselves. <laughs> that's, that's, how we, okay. that's how we get, we'll get away with it. In I'll a minute, he's going to come to the door and go, sorry, guys, that's not how you say my name. That's quite disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. I didn't particularly even like A Quiet Place. So some drastic things are going to have to happen. The problem with A Quiet Place was that everyone was saying, this is the best movie since Casablanca. <laughs> and we were like, it's not, though. <laughs> it's, when, it's when a new horror movie comes out. And for some reason, like the main street, like the film review like for TV spots and stuff seem to regurgitate this same old crap. It's the scariest film of the year. You'll be leaving and not be, you won't be able to sleep for a whole week. All that crap. I'm going to predict yeah. now, I reckon Spiral from the Book of Saul is going to be a shit show. Just got a feeling. Just oh, got a feeling. He's, he's gone deep, bold. Really? Just got a feeling. Well, from, deep the down trailer, in the uh, yeah. from the trailer. I, it looks I'm, like I'm, a spoof. It looks like an SNL spoof. Of a yeah. Saw movie, and um, that doesn't mean I'm not taking Chris Rock seriously as a serious actor. That doesn't mean that, but he looks it doesn't, like he's it doesn't help. It does look like he's doing that SNL thing. So you keep looking at the camera like, well, yeah. it's it's like the trailer hit all the beats when you doing a parody trailer. That's it hit all the exact right beats for it. So yeah, I'm worried well, about it. I'm not worried about so, it. I'll watch it, but. Yeah, on the, apparently I didn't watch the clip, but a clip um, revealed that the classic pig mask will make an appearance. And I'm a bit like, I thought it was going to step away from all of the like same old shit. Oh, I thought it was like just going to be very different. Star Trek Into Darkness all over again. It's not Khan. Stop asking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it bloody is. James Bond. It's not Blofeld. No, oh, that's a silly. If you think he's Blofeld, you're wrong, mate. Sit oh down. Oh, my God, yeah. And then it comes to, oh, I tricked you, didn't I? It was Blofeld, and you, no, you didn't. the you audience, didn't were anybody. tricked. No, you were tricked. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah, I got you. You yeah. suck. You Old Jigsaw's going to come out there and say, oh, it's me. I still don't think everyone's learned the lesson. I'm trapping them. And it's like, oh, Jigsaw, we were promised it wasn't you. And he's like, oh, it is, though. And that's, in, in a sense, how you were tricked. Yeah. Maybe it's just because I'm not a fan of the Saw franchise, really. Well, I'm not. I only really like the first one. Um, so maybe that's why I feel a bit negative about it. Quiet Place 2, I mean, let's see what happens. But Candyman, I, could, I can already imagine, like everything I've seen from the marketing and the trailer, it looks cool. It looks yeah. like it looks slick. Yeah. I just feel. And, it's, and you know, everyone involved has got a good track record. Got yeah. Black Manta from uh, yep. Aquaman. From Aquaman. Yeah. yeah. Well, also, well, spoilers for Watchmen, but he's a. Uh, just say it. What did you say? Just say it. He's Doctor Manhattan. I said don't uh, say it, but uh, oh, did you? Same thing. Same difference. I thought you said just say it. (laughs) You cut out at that exact moment when you went just say it. Well, I don't think I don't know. Spoil anything. People know Doctor Manhattan's in in that show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Go and watch it. If you're worried about Watchmen spoilers, go and bloody watch it. Come on. Uh, Okay. And the final bit of news that I saw. I thought I'd bring it up because it's, I'm sure it's something that a lot of people have seen, and I'm sure one of you guys has, maybe both of you. Um, but Dexter 
is back and there's a new teaser trailer for oh, a yeah. Showtime revival show. I never saw it. Well, I say that. I watched a few episodes of the first series, I believe. But did you guys see it? Are you happy for it to be returning 10 years later? I saw one episode of Dexter. My sister okay. recommended it heartily. And the episode I watched, the first episode, was uh, was fine. But I mean, know, the thing is, it's, it's pre-Breaking Bad. So it's kind of like prestige TV, but before it kind of went really, really good. Uh, but the first three seasons or so are really good. And the theme tune is excellent. I'm not going to do it all. You can imagine it. But it is good. That's like a quiz show. Yeah. It's cool. It's um, I really enjoyed the first few seasons. And it gave rise to that meme where the guy was like, all rise, motherfucker. Oh yeah! Oh, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. I said that. Surprise! Surprise! Yeah. Surprise! Surprise! Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe I will go back. Anything? And watch that. Any? See, look, Andy's convinced now. He wasn't convinced before. He's like, nah, not interested. At it at gave birth to a popular like, meme. At first, I was like, no, no, it's too late. Time marches on. But now, <laughs> do you know what's yeah. weird? When you see a meme, like in real time, when you see like the TV show it's from. And then you see it happen. It's such a strange phenomenon. It, it should have a, twice it should have a name. in a row. We, me and Kat have been watching Parks and Rec and Castle. The oh, Nathan Fillion one where he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. goes to say something. And then the next one was yeah. Andy doing like, that big, you know, yeah, oh, surprise, what, basically. Oh, wow. Yeah. I saw, the, I saw the Simpsons one the other day. You know, when Homer's like wrapped up in bed and he says, I want big toasty cinnamon bun. <laughs> I, I see that meme used a lot. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a. It should have a name. I think we should come up with a name for it. Memory. It's memory. Like, yeah. It's like a memory. Deception. But I memory this. I rem. I remember. No, it doesn't work. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's it for the old horror news. Anybody seen anything interesting? I suppose we've got to address the elephant in the room from from the get go, haven't we? What's the elephant in the room? It's a Mortal Kombat elephant in the room. Oh. Andy's, seen Andy's seen it now. Oh, we've all, we've all Luke, seen it now. And Luke didn't get to give his two cents last week, so he's probably chomping at the bit right now to well, we... jump on in. <laughs> so I'll let you guys have the floor and uh, discuss Mortal Kombat. I, I have a feeling that me and Andy are probably on similar wavelengths because we have had a bit of a chit-chat yeah. on, in the Discord server. I really liked, and I know a lot of people really like this film. People are saying it's amazing i really enjoyed the scorpion sub-zero stuff and that's about it like the rest apart from a couple of cool fatalities just wasn't really more combat for me yeah i'm afraid <laughs> and i can i can see i know ben you'd explained that you're just getting back into the latest three games now right but otherwise you had a passing memory of mortal combat as a kid yeah. And, As I think and, I said, a long dormant love for the franchise. Yeah. Something and I think, that I hadn't. I yeah. think that is way where it would work. But I'm super into like I think I'm pretty sure I've got like I'm a real sad case. I think I've got all those Mortal Kombat games at launch and like you know bl- they they're like proper games. Like when it comes out, I don't bother about online stuff. I just blitz the story and I really enjoy it. As ridiculous as it is. And I was super into Mortal Kombat, so I like Luke. I liked the the Scorpion Sub Zero fights. I like a couple of the fatalities. Although I will 
throw a little bit of uh, shade at some of the others. Like some of them, like uh, a Kung Lao one in particular is great. Mm-hmm. But some of the others, um, if you're comparing them to the games, Garden are, a little, are a little bloodless. Oh, yeah. Garden Name. That's kind of lame, really, as a fatality. Um, <laughs> also, one thing that really niggled me, this is going to be a bit of a spoiler, so press the little 30-second skip button on your podcast app now. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. The Ocean's Eleven thing, where it's like, I've got a plan. And then it kind of does the fights as a sort of future montage thing. Yeah. It's so... It, it like, zaps any actual... Uh, drama from those fight scenes. Like a good fight scene, like the reason they should have used the tournament, because a good fight scene is man or person versus person, and you honestly have no idea how it's going to go. And there's like a real tension to that, like the ups and ups and downs of that particular fight. The fact that they didn't do the organized fight thing really kind of just, I don't know, it, it, it it's just such a huge part of fight movies. Yeah. Like that's. It's just I don't know. Right. I'll I don't give know. my uh, I'll give my quick again. Hit this thirty seconds spoilers, and I'm going to rattle off my other ones. I hit thirty seconds now. No Johnny Cage. No tournament. Um, they wasted some really good characters by just killing them off. And I didn't like the new character. If you're a studio exec and you didn't press thirty seconds, stop having opinions about film studio execs. You're <laughs> always, always, without exception, fucking wrong. Shut up. Um, I thought he was going to turn out to just be Scorpion. Yeah, I, I, think he was I wouldn't magic have been happy about him. that either, though. Um, <laughs> I, uh, a bit obvious. If you're going to if you're going to create a new character, he has to be as uh, as cool as the Mortal Kombat characters. But his his he just wasn't. I'm afraid. Yeah. Oh just yeah, a man and, Gore... in a weird suit, like a Gore 3D printed suit. <laughs> 3D print. It was a 3D printed yeah, suit. 3D printed it. it. That was the uh, the final thing I'll say on Mortal Kombat as well. By and large, I thought the casting was great. The people looked the part. You did the right job of actually picking actors that represent where the characters are meant to be from, by and large. Um, the only problems I had was maybe less so in the actors and more so in the delivery. I think the actors playing Shang Tsung and Raiden had a kind of bad deal in the way that their parts were put together and directed, because especially coming off the back of the other movie, the people that played them are such huge characters on screen, and they they do a lot, and they say a lot, and they have all of the best lines in the movie, by and large, and they don't really get anything to do. Everything they say, and, every, and the dialogue, like, like it, it didn't work for me. But, like, I'm I want to be positive enough about it so we get more Mortal Kombat movies that I like more. I, to be, I did quite enjoy watching it. I know I'm kind of having a go at it, but I did think it was still, still quite fun. I just, um, I don't know. I just didn't quite do it I mean, for me. I completely understand the problems. There was a video you sent for us to watch, which was like the, a, a, a jokey take on the pitch meeting from Scream yeah. Uh And yeah almost everything that they mentioned in that i'm like yeah it's kind of a bit silly but yeah i think it's it for me it just felt like one of those films where luckily i could put everything to one side and just enjoy it for what it was whereas if i came from a different angle where i'm like i love resident evil and then someone was telling me that those movies were absolutely fine if you just put everything to one side i'd just be like holy shit no way 
so <laughs> yeah it's a bit like a bit like my, put this put this in your mind ben you, you love resident evil it's a bit like you're getting into a resident evil film and then your old mate bertie wesker comes in and you know just slips on a banana peel and absolutely cracks his head open or something like that and is gone <laughs> there we go unlucky albie yeah there yeah. we go uh but in, on the same, sticking to the same sort of uh, franchise, well, I say franchise, uh, I did see Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge, the animated Warner Brothers uh, movie from last year, I think it was. Have you guys seen this? Luke, I think I you've seen it. Haven't. No, I've not, but I bet it's good. And it's on, it's on Netflix, right? No, it's not on Netflix. Oh, okay. Did have a little did have a little look on Netflix after you said it was on Netflix, and I was uh, vastly disappointed. But don't worry about that. We can we'll move on. We'll move on quickly. Um, really, really gory, really entertaining. I kind of hoped it was going to exclusively focus on Scorpion, and it doesn't. There's the inclusion of a lot of other fighters as well. Yeah. But at least a tournament situation exists, which is if you're missing that after watching the Mortal Kombat movie from this year, then. There's, there is tournament. You gotta have a tournament. You gotta have a bracket, not a point system. Elimination. <laughs> yeah. It's always the same though. It's always like the the was it not the Never Realm? What's the one Shan Shansung? Outworld. Wrong? Outworld. They're always they always got nine and they got to win number ten. Yeah. 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 I've, I'd, I'd, yeah that's I'd, always I'd... the story, isn't it? That's always <laughs> the story. I think that's yeah, the story yeah, number number nine yeah. as well. Shang Tsung, just why not just focus instead of messing about, just focus your efforts on practicing really hard, yeah. putting on a really good show for everyone on the tenth. Make that your best one. Don't try and spoil it by cheating. You're cheating yourself, and Shang. Don't get they your best fighter. his Christmas presents before Christmas Day as well. That guy. <laughs> oh, he does. Oh bloody hell! Remote control car again. To Santa and goes. Oh no, I'm Santa. I can look at the presents because is that you, Shang Tsung? Oh no! Oh, so <laughs> this mine. Opens the present. Oh, <laughs> oh bloody hell. It's a Mr. Freeze again. Everyone wanted that growing up. That's what I uh, want to. I never ever would get. Yeah. Sub Zero would get Mr. Freeze. I'd coming. give him a Satsuma. Yeah. For being naughty all the year long. Bit cold. Anything else? Anybody seen anything else this week? Of notes? Oh, geez, what are they? Um, <clears throat> I don't think I watched that much. Mortal Kombat. Uh, the gate, uh, the howling, and then a load of TV, a load of uh, Parks and Rec. Oh, I just needed TV. that kind of uh, uh, chill watch. Oh, a lovely bit of chill time. Um, I saw the incre- uh, the Im- almost an incredible, the invincible finale. Did you guys yeah, sorry, see that? Saw that as well. Yeah, yeah. In fact, very good. That's the, one of the best things I've seen in a while. I don't know why I haven't written that down. Invincible, yeah. There's a particular it, moment in this in this episode. Um, with a certain underground <laughs> transport. <laughs> and it's literally like the most brutal thing that has ever been put to animation yeah. ever. It is literally harrowing. And Not brutal, only is it done justice for the comic book, I think it's done some things better. I think a lot of the dad-son stuff is actually played out a little smarter. It's wise though, isn't it? Because obviously you're working with a property which has been concluded right so i can imagine it could be the most forward-thinking comic book writer in the world but there's no way rob kirkman had like plot of episode 155 or whatever it finished on 
in yeah. his head when he did issue one. In his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got the whole 155 issues in his head. <laughs> um, I'm waiting to go in on in on Invincible. Like I bought the compendium so I could read all the comics, yeah. and I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna read them first, and then maybe I'll watch it. Unless by some miracle I catch one, everything else I'm meant to have watched. Um, it has beforehand. been. It has series two and three have both been confirmed as well. So we're definitely getting more. Yeah, it's it's really good. The only thing that confused me sometimes is the music choices. Sometimes yeah. they're just not what I picked, not not what I yeah. heard when I. They're a bit like it, they do kind of work, but. Yeah, it makes me feel like I'm watching like a teen. Yeah. Like a teen drama or something, and it does feel a bit odd, but yeah, it's 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 really really good, and it makes me want to go and as I said, I've only seen read a few volumes of the comic. I do want to go and pick up more now. Grand. Uh, anything else? I watched a couple of things for once. Obviously, a nice bank holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know what? I'm going to call it horror adjacent. I watched. Um, I watched the Mitchells versus the Machines, where the robot apocalypse happens. Um, very good. If you haven't seen it, it's a completely jolly animated um, family film. Um, Luke, I know we saw it together. In fact, uh, it's got a lot of Spider Verse vibes to it. It's very nicely done. Like the animation yeah. is stunning. Um, it's just a good fun. Like genuinely laughed out loud at several points as yeah. this uh, dysfunctional family try and deal with the end of uh, life on Earth because because robots have taken over. And then I watched robots. a film which totally very different robots. to a nice family and ro- versus robots. It yeah. was um, I watched Promising Young Woman, um, oh, which yeah. was yeah. great, but incredibly sad and harrowing. But definitely watch it because it's brilliant. I bet it's good. Did it win much at the Oscars? I think it won Best Original Screenplay, did it not? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I've not been following. It was nominated for a lot of stuff, but I think it those, up one. those cowards didn't play by the rules. If you're not going to give everything to Sonic <laughs> from last year, get to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> get to fuck. Yeah. Then she then changed the rules now, Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the only other thing I saw was Palm Springs. I don't know if you guys have seen this. I'm missing. Oh, yeah, it. I've seen it. It's great. That's Both great. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of one of one of those that I'd missed and I'd always been meaning to watch, and I'm glad I did. Yeah, it's a really nice, light-hearted, romantic comedy, and it's like the science fiction elements are really, really good, and it's like it almost has got limitless possibilities. Like, how long? I mean, spoilers for Palm Springs. You might want to forward, go forward thirty seconds. Uh, how long do you reckon uh, Sandberg's character has been in this time loop for? I read well, somewhere that it might be forty years. Thousands, yeah, yeah forever. In in Groundhog Day. Um... The original Groundhog Day film, they they do say some of the writers. I can't remember his name now. Ivan something. No, whoever wrote it, he wrote Danny Rubin. He did a book called How I Wrote Groundhog Day, and I think he in that, and even in that he was saying like they didn't really know how long he'd been in there, but they were saying probably thousands of years. Um, so it does kind of. I, I think it. Yeah, adds a lot to the to the whole concept, but yeah, this Palm Springs is maybe the best version I've ever seen. Since Russian Doll, which is yeah, yeah, not that. Is it oh, the yeah. best, it was, the best time movie you've seen this year? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
It's a bit like when it's like, um, you know, product of, he said, oh, Muller Rice wins product of the year. And then it says underneath in the flavored rice category. So it's like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good, though. Uh, I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. I rated it. It's great. Uh, that's it, though. Anyone else seen anything? Always just the howling. Just that. Just the howling. Howling. The howling. Uh, we watched it because it's the 40 year anniversary. Of the howling, yeah. So it was the forty-year anniversary, like last month. Oh, I say last oh. month, like March, middle of March. And I think I noted it down as something we should probably do, because um, mm-hmm. can't remember the last werewolf movie we've done. We've done a few, obviously. We've done American Werewolf. We've done Dog Soldiers. We've done Ginger Snaps. Ginger Snaps. And the werewolf does feature a bit in Old Vanny Helsing, and Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. 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 There we go. We got all the wolf. All the wolf dudes and but it was time for a wolf covered. where they get the title role. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what we needed. So, The Howling is a 1981 American horror film directed by Joe Dante and starring D. Wallace, Patrick McNee, Dennis Dugan, and Robert Picardo. Uh, it's based on a novel of the same name, but <laughs> based Sorry. on a novel of the same name by Gary Brandner. Uh, the film follows a television newswoman sent to a remote mountain resort after a near-fatal incident with a serial killer, unaware that the resort's residents are possibly, maybe, werewolves. Yeah. Uh, so IMDb has it at 6.6 out of 10. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes critic score is at 70%. User score is lower than that at 58. Uh, Letterbox has it at 3.3 out of 5. Uh, a couple of choice reviews here. Uh, Benjamin a different Benjamin, I believe, said, fuck Maybe. American Werewolf in London. The Howling is the best werewolf movie ever made. Five stars. So he was really into it. it I think there is a bit of a... Um, either the Howling either the Howling fans or the American Werewolf in London fans. They came out the same year as well. Yeah, interestingly it's as well, um, so Rob Bottini did sa- the, <laughs> the sound effects, the special effects for this, The Howling. His... Mentor, the name is Kate minute at the minute, did the special effects for American Wealth in London. Um, so there might have been a bit of a rivalry there. I might be making that up. Um, who else? So Brandon LG put dog shit, half a star. <laughs> <laughs> and Egg Zach Lee put holy shit, this is by far my favorite werewolf movie I've ever seen. Holy shit. <laughs> that a werewolf came into the room and just and just uh, <laughs> yeah. took him away. Took him away into the night. Holy shit! And American Ready to finish typing London this. Came in. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> Five stars. He gave it. Uh, oh, yeah. First, first watch. First time watch. Yeah, this was the first watch for me. Um, again, another one of those movies which I'm, I have no idea how and why I've never seen it before because it seems right up my street. The sort of era as well of. 80s horror that I thought I'd seen everything of but no, this was a first timer it was a bloody first timer yeah. what about you guys? I've got it on Blu-ray I picked up a year or two ago um, yeah. first time watch that time this time, oh. second time watch <laughs> Andy? Um, I've seen it on telly years ago and in a really disjointed fashion. Like, I'm not sure I'd ever seen the beginning. I think I've maybe historically, like, jumped in from about halfway. So I don't think I've ever, ever seen the start before I sat down to watch it for the show. The beginning yeah. almost feels like it's a different movie. 
Like, it is weird that yeah, uh, yeah the exact same. It just thing. doesn't really feel like the same film. As soon quite as it's dirty at the start, quite dirty, dirty adult. grungy. And then yeah. it becomes like the Gremlins. Like it, ha- it gets more of a Gremlins vibe. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, so Joe Dante, what had he done prior to this? Because obviously Gremlins didn't oh. come until prior. Gremlins didn't come till eighty four. So before this, he boy, done Piranha. Inner Piranha, Space was eight, yeah. with it was eighty seven. I'm not just uh, a fountain of knowledge. <laughs> I I've got it in front of me. I'm not just rattling this off. Um, so Gremlins Gremlins was next after the Highland eighty four. Inner Space eighty seven. Gremlins two ninety. So before this, he did Piranha in nineteen seventy eight. Rock and Roll High School, which is like a musical comedy in seventy nine. But his first film was Hollywood Boulevard. I love his filmography, like Small Soldiers. That I yeah. loved that movie growing up as a kid. Inner Space, although I don't think it's amazing. It's it's got some great great bits. The Burbs, which is fantastic. Yeah, I've not seen Piranha. Uh, the Howling. Piranha's great. And Gremlins one and two, like two two of the greatest masterpieces yeah. put to celluloid since Casablanca. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Gremlin. Did you enjoy Gremlins? Yep. Now enjoy the new batch. We've got a spider one. An electricity one. I'm just. I don't want to rip off the Key and Peel sketch. Uh, yeah. So go and watch Key and Peel pitch Gremlins because you know that will, yeah. that will change your life. Small soldiers, though. I love that. I used to love that film. Gor- the Gorgonites. Oh, we are the Gorgonites. We are. Very I haven't seen that in a long soft. time. That is that is a good film. I miss it. You switch the yeah. TV on on any any Sunday. <laughs> ITV three, Luke. It'll be on. <laughs> Gremlins 2. Yes, yes, yes. No, no small soldiers. No small soldiers. <laughs> Kirsten Dunst is in that as well, isn't she? Kirsten, she is. I remember Kirsten Dunst being in it. And, uh, oh, I was going to say Scarlett Johansson. What am I thinking of there? I'm thinking of someone else where she's young and in a movie like that. It'll come to me at some point. But yeah, I love that movie. We should, I was about to say we should focus on that, but it's definitely not a horror movie. I suppose it could be if you're terrified of toys coming to life and shooting you little... <laughs> ben, if we can crowbar Congo, we can crowbar <laughs> small soldiers. <laughs> and then where does it end? Because small soldiers, in, in essence, is Toy Story. So uh, let's just do... We'll just do the Pixar movies on... <laughs> yeah. I so suppose Wally's that... kind of like a, a sort of horror movie Post, in its own right. Post-apocalypse. Yeah. Sorry, Luke, go on. I think I'm just having a bit of a... A weird moment here. So, as on Joe Dante's uh, filmography, clicked on uh, Gremlins. The guy who does the voice of Gizmo is Howie Mandel. I was like, he looks a lot like David Draymond from Disturbed. And I was like, actually, he looks a lot like the guy who does the Americans Got Talent thing, like David Draymond from Disturbed. And then I realized, hang on, is David Draymond not the guy who does America's Got Talent? No. (laughs) For years, I thought it was... It was little soul patch. For years, I thought it was the lead single Disturbed. I always thought, that's weird. How did he end up there? (laughs) (laughs) Howie Mandel's got a soul patch, whereas the lead singer from Disturbed has got like a sort of metal thing. A metal soul patch. Mind. Cyber soul patch. Going down a Wikipedia hole is impressive. I found this guy on, I think he's on Instagram or maybe TikTok, where he gets given two random subjects... And he's got to get from one to the other on Wikipedia uh, in, yeah. in under yeah. thirty seconds. So if That's you wanted cool. to go from Grem- if yeah. you wanted to go from Gremlins to the band Disturbed, you're halfway there. I don't. That's so weird. I honestly thought they were the same person. <laughs> yeah. 
There we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So cast wise, we've got D Wallace who pops up in everything from this D-1 era. D one and only. Um, so obviously she's been in. So films that we've reviewed her in are Cujo. Um, covered that, didn't we? What else? What what are, what are her big ones? E.T. Obviously. What what can I think of that? Jesus. So she followed up the Howling with E.T. One year later, um, she was in The Hills Have Eyes, Cujo. Um, just trying to look at classic horrors, but that's kind of it for classic horrors. Critters, sorry. Um, Alligator Two, The Mutation. I mean, who can forget that? Why didn't you lead with that one, you idiot? <laughs> I, that. No, 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 I missed it. Read, read it there. Um, and the last thing I saw him, I watched Free from Hell, probably a couple of months ago. Yeah, she's like. He's like a police, no, no, sorry, a prison guard in that. And I was like, is that Dee Wallace? It is. There's even a moment in this movie where she's in a car as werewolves are trying to get in. And I was just like, this is Cujo. This is basically Cujo. <laughs> and I think so he's got another actor. Yeah. It's got another actor from Cujo in it as well. That um, What's his name? What's his flavor? Dennis Dugan, maybe? It's her, it's her boyfriend in this. Uh, Patrick... McNee uh, yeah. is in this yeah. as a doctor. He's the guy. Uh, all I recognise him from is the Avengers. John Not... Steed. John Steed. John Steed. Exactly. The Avengers, which is the reason why in the UK it had to be called Avengers Assemble, because for some reason, for the like two percent of the <laughs> of the population, it would see that on a cinema listings and go, "Oh, and they remade the they remade, <laughs> they remade the film with John Steed. I'm gonna go and watch it." And they turn up and go, "Who's this big green bastard?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. basically yeah. like one person's nan is going to get yeah. tricked so I better just rename the entire film you better name the entire movie because the UK population cannot be trusted to go and enjoy a movie about a team of superheroes they'll think it's a movie from years ago well then they did remake it didn't they with uh, Uma Thurman Uma Thurman Uma Thurman and, and someone else is Sean Connery like a Wenderman yeah, and Sean Connery's like an evil uh, mastermind who controls the weather, which is what all evil masterminds essentially want to do. It's on their list. Bucket list. But based on that, if that's the kind of antics the Avengers got up to, <coughs> if someone accidentally went and saw Marvel's Avengers, wouldn't they be fine with the content? <laughs> They'd be like, nah, nah. I suppose you're right. But if you had your heart set, yeah. if you'd gone to the cinema and you had a heart set on seeing John Steed... Yeah, where's his bloody hat and his... What other accessories yeah. that he has? Yeah. <laughs> Some form of cane. Uh, so, yeah. I'm just trying to work out. The Avengers, 1998, that came out in. Spy action film. I'm not sure if I've seen it. Anyway. And then the rest of the cast of this movie are made up of this sort of colony of folks who live in... What was it? Like the woods? With like... Yeah. Uh, it's like um, a, a self-help retreat. Yeah, that's right. Spiritual retreat. Retreat. Jesus Christ. Retreat. <laughs> like pu- <laughs> like Tweety Pie, no? not Tweety Pie. The cat who tries to eat him. Uh, yeah, it's full of it's full of a load of odd characters. Like some people who there's like police who were there, obviously like keeping an eye on things. Yeah, got, there's a man who's like police. There's, some, there's an old chap that. Fancy's being burned up. Yeah, there's an old man who's like terrified of fire but wants to jump in it. 
Um, and then, yeah, so various different ages of people, they're all sort of there in this colony. There's a woman who looks like she stepped straight out of like a Hammer Horror movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's all pretty interesting. We'll, we'll come to her when she turns up but in the story, but like as soon as you get there, you'd be like, yeah, you're going to try and seduce old Bill, aren't you, mate? Yeah, old uh, Marsha. You're going to be. Up. Oh, yeah, you're and there's be two guys. All over him like a rat of a kilt. <laughs> <laughs> rat of a dream, mate. Um, there's two guys as well um, a, a man and a lady. Uh, I think are a couple who are like investigating werewolves and stuff. Yeah. And they get they get quite a substantial role. They almost feel like. Remember in the Halloween remake, the recent one? Yeah. Those two guys who were going about recording a podcast about um, Michael Myers. I kind of wanted work. them to have a, a significant role in that movie, like, but they got killed off quite early, didn't they? Um, yeah. So these guys get a similar role to that when they're trying to unpick everything, go into a bookshop, finding out all they can about werewolves. Uh, luckily, the man who's got the books on the werewolves has also got some silver bullets for sale, Dick which Miller. is handy. Because where else? Dick Miller, he's ready. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, who's the Quist guy as well Eddie Quist Robert Picardo yeah so Eddie Quist is like this well I guess we just get into the plot because the first section of the film kind of needs to you need it to kind of set everything else up but it does feel a bit far removed from the actual law and order in the beginning we have a sting operation yeah so I get a bit confused at the start. So she's a news reporter, uh, kind of of the network movie. She's vibe. like a news anchor. She's like one of the yeah. main like people. And the fact that you'd yeah. be involved in any sort of sting operation is kind of nuts. But I think she's getting stalked by this guy. Wouldn't she's she? getting she's been getting phone calls or letters from Eddie, um, our news host Karen has been getting messages from him, saying, "Oh, hey, um, have a chat with us, will you?" And um, she's realised that he's a murderer. And she's going, okay, murderer, I, with very little police support, will meet you in a sex shop. um, In the 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 back room. Yeah, in the back room of a sex shop. I will come and meet you, and you might give me a clue about who the murderer is. And we see some other people, like Bill, her husband, is in the studio um, and the technology people are listening in, and they because there's too many neon lights around. Apparently, that messes oh, yeah. with their radios, and they go, "Oh, too much neon." You knew there was neon there. Like you've yeah. seen where they're going. But get yourself, um, get she, yourself set up weeks before this happens. Plan it. Um, plan ahead. Neon interview with radio waves. That's, apparently, that's so. <laughs> maybe that's next time we're on one of these calls and get a bad signal or anything like that. The internet's dropping yeah. out. Like, oh, fucking neon. Bloody neon lights you got going on here. Um, yeah, all this neon that's around, all up in this business. But um, they they carry on. She makes a phone call. Like Eddie meets, makes a phone call to her and suggests, "Okay, come and meet me in this sex shop." So it's like a. There's a very creepy close-up of him when he's talking to her, and he kind of licks his lips. And not gonna lie, it 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 made me shudder. Now yeah, usually it's close. A, close up of somebody's licking their lips i might be you know all right with that but in this instance i was like Ooh. maybe they're just oh, I'm definitely gonna go there. meet you in a sex shop he's, he's still human he's still nervous about meeting lady off telly he's like oh we're getting a dry mouth 
Um, <laughs> that's just me out in the open. No, no sex shop in a back room. That's what I want. You know who's the most? Uh, you know who's the most upset about this? Man who owns the sex the sex shop because when TV anchor walks in there, all his customers. They they don't want any of they don't want any of it. They they're right off. Euphemism for the usual kind of clientele they get in the in the in the uh, <laughs> the news anchors. The bloody news anchors, <laughs> TV anchors. He's a massive anchor. Yeah, all the people are <laughs> trying to they, every day. They see the news. Uh, they see the news reporter come in, and they all try and like you know like you know one guy's looking at this stuff. And goes, yes, that concludes my research on things that are disgusting and I would never buy. I'm writing uh, a yeah. novel. I'm writing a novel. All right, I'm writing a novel. <laughs> Yeah. I'm the health inspector. <laughs> well, um, this isn't the library. Looking for a nice book. Yeah, and uh, she goes into the back of the sex shop, and um, Eddie comes in behind her, and he puts don't he puts a film around. on. I just watch this bloody film, all right? I guess oh, don't want to watch it. It's horrible niche seventies porn. What are you doing? It's like a, there's like a woman getting stripped and bound and possibly yeah. raped. Like it's not pleasant, obviously. Karen, I don't know if you've even mentioned her, her name's Karen, have we? This um, news anchor, Karen, like clearly bothered by it. She wants to turn around and get a good look at Eddie, but uh, he's having none of it. And this luckily, he's just a silhouette because the light's directly behind his head, which is handy. Um, and then he is, he's, um, he's saying, "Oh no, don't don't turn around yet." So oh, I thought we could meet each other. She's trying to trick him, like. Like those people do when they're trying to befriend a murderer to catch them, and meanwhile the police are trying to catch up. But because of all the bloody neon, they can't. Um, they get some advice from some of the local like people out in the streets that she's. Oh, I saw I saw the famous news anchor heading down to this sex shop. Um, <laughs> just as like um, Eddie gets ready to unleash his plan and goes, "All right, you can turn around now." And she turns around. Karen like breaks down into fits of screaming. We don't really see at this point what has weird become of Eddie. We hear it. Yeah, there's some he weird noises. Sounds like he's cooking popcorn. Like yeah. it is oh, a weird goblin <laughs> sort of sound. And the police who who intervene, incompetent. You got one man who's like 98 years old, mm-hmm. and the other guy who's like I think he even gets called Quick Draw McGraw. <laughs> At one he point, does. where it's just like he hears a noise and hears a woman screaming, and he just fires his gun into like the like into the, the porn theater bit into the yeah. booth. I mean, this is an incredibly poor taste, but like this is obviously like this could this could have been called into the into a court case of a well-known sports person years later who fired through a door when he heard some screaming. Um, yeah, this was uh, like he. You know, he just like he hears some screaming in a room and fires blindly into the thing. But thankfully, he gets Eddie. He shoots him, and uh, yeah, Karen funny. is rescued. But she immediately, um, but she can't remember what happened. No, like, yeah, she gets yeah. instant amnesia. Instant amnesia, which I feel like is just hand- oh, handy. That is, isn't it? Instant amnesia when we needed information. He's already dead there. So Eddie Quist has been taken to the morgue, dead. Um, and <laughs> yeah, that's usually what happens when you go to the morgue. It's because you're dead. You don't yeah. usually go there for a nice visit, but two people go there for a nice visit, and it's these guys who are. Is it now that this happens, or have I jumped ahead? 
what? They go to the morgue quite a bit later. Yeah, it's a little bit later, I think. So I think around about now, Karen, we see her talking to her therapist, Dr. George Wagner. I don't know why I've added a sort of German twist to that. Um, <laughs> AKA John Steed. And he's trying to sort her out, but she's screaming and crying and just making a big old deal of it, really. I mean, I don't blame her. Well, she gets upset because the next day, the the boss in his chunky knit sweater, um, the same, like the boss of the network has the same fashion sense as Mrs. Voorhees. He's got his, uh, he's got a big blue chunky knit, and he goes, "Nah, get on telly the next night." And she freezes, oh, yeah. and she freezes and sees like the image of the horrible porno in the in the lens of the camera, and um, and she can't speak. So, as sympathetic a boss as anyone's lucky enough to have, he's like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, get her, get her, get her out of here, get her to see the doctor." And the oh, and the doctor John experience Steve's, is it. Oh, not right for work. This the next day. Oh, get the get the other hours to sort yourself out. Hours. (laughs) Um, And he goes right. Get yourself to the doctor. And the doctor says, uh, John Steed. Oh, I've got a lovely retreat. If you can go to, uh, if you want to get your memory back, you just go and hang out there for a bit. It's very nice, and you'll uh, you'll be sorted. And a husband, Bill, is a nice chap at the minute, and he's um, he's very supportive of it all. And Does he call it going. a colony? Does he say, "Get yourself out to the colony"? Oh, it's like colonoscopy. It has got no. a name. Colony. You might be like, yes. really? <laughs> oh, a colony. You could put your. This is where. This is where, like, a... <laughs> take the tube out, will you? What? Um, this is where basically a whole new movie starts uh, when they get to this secluded uh-huh. countryside resort, um, where you arrive and there's a whole flurry of interesting characters uh, like a guy doing a barbecue and that's when Chris says he's not interested in meat uh, don't like meat I'm a, I'm a vegan in 1981 uh, and there's a little there's a dog boy and there's <laughs> Mark... Wait, no, no. don't just brush past that there's a dog boy what is he just a... <laughs> it's just a dog boy there's just a boy and he's got like he's got like a 90s X-Men saber-tooth jacket. He's just got this like <laughs> exactly shaggy what he's got, yeah. jacket that he wears. <laughs> so he's dressed he, as saber uh, He's a quist. Uh, how do you pronounce that name? Quist. Is he a quist brother? I think he's a quist, yeah. So I think you've got... Actually, is he a quist brother? I think he's a quist brother. Let's say he's a quist brother. Uh, he's a wrong one, basically. I think he thinks yeah. he's a dog. He's got a good sense of smell. Um, he's a bit dog-like. Uh, sniffs your arse. Uh, <laughs> humps your leg, Martin. What's his name again? Martin, so you got like dirty little dog boy. <laughs> so basically, your major characters at the Doctor's Colony. You have Dog Boy. You have Barbecue Boar. You know the man that's like, yeah, I've been barbecuing this, and he's talking about how how he barbecues all the meats. Yeah. You've got um, maniac Marsh Marsha. Is it Marsha? Yeah, yeah. Marsha, aka woman voted most likely to seduce Bill. The second she comes into it, like yeah. me, seduce people? Absolutely not. <laughs> She's got like a necklace made of like teeth. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just a very, very. She look, again looks like she stepped out of a completely different film. Looks like she stepped out of a Hammer horror film. Onto yeah. this, or like a music video, like a Twisted Sister music video or something. Her hair's kind of backcombed a little bit, right? Uh, so uh, she she died quite young. That woman, um, Elizabeth Brooks, 
died at like 49 years old. She had like a brain tumor or something. Bit of a shame. Has she been in anything else? Are we? Are we... Yeah. Um, lots of TV, I think. Hmm. Don't know if she's in any films. She's great in this role, though. I think she's ideal and looks pretty damn terrifying when we start seeing her get a bit toothy. Scary yeah. and toothy. Very scary. Um, yeah, so obviously, I think at this point, Karen kind of thinks it's a bit ridiculous. Everyone's a bit weird. Um, but they do meet a couple of kind of people who seem like they're quite normal. There's like a woman in there. Is it yeah, the barbecue, the barbecue guy and his wife are quite, quite normal. Um, she's nice and also thinks Karen's good. Oh, you're my second favorite. You're my second favorite news presenter behind like the, like this Asian lady who's much better than you. Like, yeah, what a weird backhanded compliment. never gets properly named. Well, weird backhanding compliment. Also, there's an actor called... I don't know if you noticed this when the credits rolled. There's an actor in this called Slim Pickens. <laughs> Did you notice that? No. <laughs> it's that dog boy. His real, his real name's Louis Burton Lindley. He's like an older dude who ah, plays yeah. Sam Newfield. So he's just one of the older people who lives there. I don't think he's a police officer. Um, but yeah, his name's Slim Pickens. I think he might be the kind of sheriffy kind of guy. Maybe. Yeah, just looking at the pictures of him. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon that's him. That's about right. Big bad slim pickings. Uh yeah, so everyone's obviously nice and um welcoming and stuff. Here on the Wikipedia it does describe Marsha Quist as a sultry nymphomaniac. <laughs> Jesus. Someone calls her an someone calls her a nymphomaniac. Like the doctor is that's having weird. a conversation with someone. And he says, like, uh, I think one of the others comes, oh, yeah, she's always happy because she's a nymphomaniac. It squirts with a water pistol. Get back! (laughs) (laughs) But to be fair, there's not really anyone around for her to be nymphomaniac-y with. Because you've got Dog Boy, who thinks thinks her brother. A load of old fellas. Slim Pickens. I mean, virility. I mean, who knows? Slim (laughs) 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 Pickens. So as soon as Chris and then it marches Bill, this knitwear. It marches Bill, yes, Bill isn't it? Glorious I, keep, I keep saying you can't. I keep saying Chris that. for him. I've completely got his. Uh, Chris is the other one. Wrong. Chris is the like the the friend with uh, Terry and Chris are the other couple. Uh, Bill it, is a it. husband with his glorious moustache. Mustachio, very nice. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so what happens? There's like a hunting trip the next day. Well, well first of all, let's talk about the old dude who suddenly becomes suicidal, looks at the fire like he's never seen it before, and he's like, I'm going to jump in that at first. And they have to, and the rest of the crew Ed, have to like. <laughs> <laughs> and the doctor John Steed kind of talks him down, right? And is like, no, you see, you do feel like burning yourself up in a fire now. Just wait till tomorrow, and you'll be really glad you didn't. He's like, yeah. I was surprised that John Steed ended up there. I was a bit like, oh, it's the colony, is it? But you're coming here to get away from it all as well, are you? You're supposed to be my therapist. Is he not meant to be like in charge of it all, like? Yeah. Maybe he should have let like led a couple of sermons or or whatever they do, a couple of yoga yeah. sessions. Um, yeah, he's more management though. He's uh, he's just sorting yeah. the curriculum out. He isn't doing any of the actual stuff. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, there's like a hunting trip the next day where everybody goes, and I don't think I think it's the first time Bill's like shot a gun, and he kills a rabbit, which he's dead proud of. Um, and for somebody who doesn't eat meat, he's quite quick to just pop a cap in poor old, poor old Thumper's forehead. Yeah. Yeah. I loved a bit earlier on when Bill is getting his lesson on how to use the gun from the barbecue guy. Oh, he's yeah. like, he's, he's, he's sitting right now, practice shooting, and he, and he clicks and he goes, and like, well done, soon you'll be able to try with real bullets. He says, <laughs> oh, you're pretty good, aren't you? How does he know? He's literally firing a gun with no bullets. Like, surely anyone can pretend they're good with that. Click, 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 click. click. Whoa, Got man. Him. Got that one as well. <laughs> Got him, yeah. Wait, That's effectively actually working around. Like, why even hold, like, do you reckon there was a scene before that where he wasn't even having an empty gun? He was just rocking around like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Oh, you've blown them all away. <laughs> all of the guys were going, ah! <laughs> Great shot. Uh, so yeah, he, he kills a rabbit and then he goes to the dog boy. Oh, I killed this rabbit. What should I do with it? And he's like, well, my sister cook it up for you. If you ask her nicely, go up to the cabin up there. Uh, she loves it. And that's where Marsha's hanging out. Um, there's loads of animal skins on the, on the, yeah, they live in like, a like a proper log cabin sort of thing. Then it's like a hunter's cabin. It's not like a real house. It's, um, There's like skins on the wall. Um, that I mean, that's why they dress like they do. I imagine. Although her, her, her thing is more like pleather than than like a laser tooth guy's jacket. But you see, there's also there's also cows nearby because in a scene yeah. earlier, one of the cows gets got, yeah. so she could make her leather vests from the cow. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's lots of noises all the time, aren't there? Like in the in the woodland. There's like a really weird noise at one point, and I think one of the one of the people at the colony says, "Oh, it's just the cows next door." But it's like, 
Oh, that was oh, it. Yeah, the cows, it's like, yeah. It sounds like, like unless they're ghost cows, because it like goes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, ghost cows. Well, the ghost the cowling. Cow. <laughs> <laughs> the cowling. Oh, the name game. You've ruined yeah. one of one of uh, Luke's name games. I mean, it could have been a ghost cow because the the next morning the cow is dead. Like it's yeah, yeah. Had his head chopped off. Didn't think of that. Um, so Bill is Bill is starting to get into it a little bit, but Karen's having a bad time, and Bill's problems escalate when he goes to ask um, Marsha to cook the rabbit because he goes in. Oh, is that what you call and, it? Um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> he goes, "Oh, you um, you Jersey um, boy." <laughs> Don't even know you. you. Um, I know what you're saying. Chop up this bunny. You give this. You skin this bunny for me, and she uh, goes. I can do that. <laughs> she yeah. even does that in like quite a highly sexual way. Like she's being very yeah. firm with it, and sort of looking at Bill with every drop of the cleaver and uh, rip of the skin. Uh, <laughs> Nigella Lawson. <laughs> yeah, he feels it like a banana. <laughs> now you want to pull this rabbit's skin straight from its body, just like this. Mm, lovely. And Bill's like, pops off. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, that, oh yeah, that the tail production... pops off. <laughs> that's yeah, what do with it. it hasn't quite worked sadly <laughs> um, and Bill sort of really bluntly asked her, having not taken the hint from how suggestively she's skinned this rabbit he's uh, saying oh so how long is it going to take to cook then and she'll go she says I'll cook it in a bit and then just, just snogs him and yeah. he, at first he he kind of snogs her back for about I don't know 5-10 seconds that's and then muscle memory. <laughs> oh, is that what they say <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it's like if someone snogs you, it takes a good five to eight seconds to realise, and then he violently just shoves her across the room. Doesn't yeah, use words. Doesn't say, Marsha, I appreciate that you're a nymphomaniac allegedly, but that's not appropriate. He just he just shoves her and storms out. Yeah, waddles out. <laughs> But then uh, he gets on the way back. He's like walking through the the dark woods, right? And that's when he gets uh, attacked by a wolf of some kind. I imagine it's probably Marsha. I don't think it's overtly stated as such. Uh, but he gets nibbled on the arm, I think. It could be Marsha. It could be Dog Boy. It I mean, to be honest, it because... could be any of them at this point. I mean, yeah, yeah that's true. That's <laughs> a good point. That is a good point. Because um, the, the transformation does take bloody ages. So, so, yeah, I've so, seen uh, Dragon Ball Z episodes with less build-up than. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to transform. So Marsha would have had to start transforming the second he left, in order to get round and be able to scratch. Yeah. It. Does, does, so does he get bitten or just scratched? Scratched. I think he did. Scratched I think gets, on the gets bitten. Then gives him a little bite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he manages to make it back to the cabin afterwards. And Karen sort of gets him in, and then I think the doctor like gives him a shot of something. Yeah. Well, so... it's weird because the morning after he gets out of bed, and Karen's like, "Whoa, who's where? That scratch come on your back?" And he's like, "He's sort oh, of your head. Um, You're so so paranoid." That's a, that's a little bit later. The scratch oh, okay. is later. It's after. Right now. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Reality. Right. Right now, it's just that it shows that they're out of sync sexually because earlier on. Bill wants some sex when Karen is still traumatized from from yeah. her encounter with Eddie, and he's like, "Oh, she's like, oh no, thanks." And he's like, "Oh, fair enough, fair enough. I'm still nice, Bill, right now." 
And then here in the cabin, after he's been to the hospital, Karen sort of suggests, oh, I was wondering if we might. And he was like, oh, for fuck's sake, stop being so pushy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically, whichever one of those is... Whichever one of those has been through something that's affected them mentally, or you know, a bit of a bit of a harrowing experience, the other one immediately gets horny. <laughs> oh, you've yeah. been through a near-death experience, have you? You've been attacked by a, a creature. I'm I'm gasping for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, they're out they're out of sync. Um, so he, they do a turn round and just go to to angrily sleep, and. Um, <laughs> Bill <laughs> angrily sleep. Right, that's it. I'm just gonna sleep now. Go <laughs> <laughs> angrily to sleep, but unfortunately, it must. Um, what goes around comes around because obviously, after Karen's gone to sleep, Bill wakes up and goes like, <sighs> "Bill, horny." Kind of do fancy. Kind of do fancy some sex now. <laughs> it's kind of like that, you know, when you know you're at a restaurant and you go, "No, I won't. I won't have any." I won't have any dessert. That's fine. And then you yeah. see other people having dessert, and you think, "Oh, stop <laughs> <Just> now." <laughs> That's exactly yeah. it. I think there's like a sub. I think there's a day. I think there's a day that we've kind of missed where there's a bit of a subplot, which is Terry and Chris go into the morgue looking for Eddie's body, which is gone. The guy who works at the morgue is so like nonchalant about everything. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, the worst time I that I ever had was when a bloke I used to work with in the morgue left." And then came back in later on the on the on the gurney. Oh, yeah. like, yeah. But the classic opens... like mortuary humour as well. He's like, "Hey, Eddie, you've got visitors. Just there must be someone in a morgue in relative. Just plays it straight. Just like, yeah, yeah. sure. I'll uh, do. You got the proper paperwork. Sure, you can have a look at this body. Um, he is just nonchalant where the body's missing, and he says, "Well, oh, he can't just walk out of here." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is only what he says. Um. And I think, like, not long after, not long after that as well. Doesn't Karen? Chris and Terry go to the go see Mr. Fudderman from Gremlins, yeah. and they see Dick Gremlins. Miller, and he he's got it he's got it all laid out. He gets rid of all the bits of unnecessary law in basically a sentence. He's like, oh yeah, werewolves, they can transform whenever they want. They're shapeshifters. Uh, doesn't matter about full moons. That's that's all nonsense. Um, it's all in these books here that I sell. Uh, I even got some bloody silver bullets that someone ordered and then didn't didn't come into. <laughs> What's the ISBN number on silver bullets? Yeah, <laughs> he's got it all going on. Uh, handy, because it's literally just around the corner from them. And I think after all this as well, they're like reading the book um, at night. They're watching doing their... like wolf cartoons. Yeah. Everything's wolf related. They love it. Yeah, they absolutely. Yeah. It must be like you know you know how on Discovery you have a Shark Week. It yeah. must be Wolf Week because all the programs are either about bloody John Steed talking about the animalistic side of man and mm-hmm. you know the the balance between the animal and the man, or there's programs about werewolves, or there's a wolf cartoon on. It's Wolf Week yeah. here on whatever networks in this country. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Karen calls Terry, doesn't she? And like, it's weird because she's like, "Well, you got to get up here right now." Chris has gone mental. Um, oh, they go, they go up, and this is the time when um, Terry, they, she does come up because Chris can't come because he's got to stay at the TV studio a bit longer. Yeah, and sort some stuff out with Mrs. Voorhees, the boss, and um, <laughs> so so Chris goes back to town, and Terry is 
Terry's having a conversation with Karen. It's like, so what, what's about this Marsha? She's trying to seduce Bill, is she? goes, ah, oh, probably. <laughs> and then they just move on. <laughs> now, I can't remember exactly what he, whether it's the, the night he gets attacked or the night after, but Bill does go and meet Marsha yeah. in the middle after of the he's, After he's turned down sex with his wife, he wakes up and like we gave him the dessert analogies that, oh, I've got, got the, got the want... remorse now. <laughs> I don't want sex with my wife. I want wolfy sex. That's what I want. Wolf, wolf on you, wolf action. This is how you escalate your transformation um, scene, right? Because we've seen transformation scenes in Werewolf. They've been doing it since since the Hammer days. So what the gang thought here, like how can I, how can I bring up my first wolf transformation scene we've seen on camera? I know. We'll cut it into a sex scene, and we get and we get a twofer. So regardless of what turns you on or makes you uncomfortable watching a film, you've got the sun for everyone here. <laughs> this is yeah. like the loudest, most aggressive wolf on wolf sex scene ever. You know it's when the you only hear two wolf fox? on wolf sex scene I've ever seen. <laughs> well, you don't know what my, don't talk about my internet search history. But you know when you hear two foxes going at it in the middle of the night? Oh yeah. You're like, Bloody hell, they're loud. What are they playing at? Don't know if they're fighting or whether they're fucking. This is like ridiculous. No one's trying to be quiet at all. These wolves are screeching. I think John Steed even looks out into the night like, that sounds horrific, but good for them. Yeah. Yeah, he's not He's not like a classic old man. And I think he's not like going to throw a boot out there or something like that. He is. <laughs> he just goes, he is. Go on, my son. Doesn't, um, doesn't Terry also hear him? He's like, oh, put the recorder on. Is she there already, Terry, at this point? I'm not sure if Terry's there or not at this point, but at one point mm. she hears wolf sex and puts the, uh, the recordings on. Dirty little voyeur. Just go, record that against their will. Uh, <laughs> just, just, just the audio is enough for me, thanks. <laughs> and then I think it is the next morning when Bill has got a scratch on him and Karen says, you've got a bloody scratch. And she says, oh, sorry, he says, oh, that was from when I got attacked the other night. And she's like, mm, you know, by a wolf. <laughs> by a bloody wolf. I'm surprised Karen didn't hear it. He can't have been that far away. Does she oh, say, um, you've been with that Marsha, right? You've been sleeping. Uh, I think she does a cue. Yeah. She says something like that. And he says, you're being paranoid. And yeah. that's when he gives her, gives her a, a backhand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, this is rough. Um, I mean, in many ways, werewolfism has worked against him here because his bite has healed, but those incriminating scratches have not. So only plot relevant injuries <laughs> remain. Um, yeah. But um, before we talk about the like, Bill's clearly turned into a wrongan now. What do you make of the transformation? How did you rate this versus the obvious comparison, American Werewolf? I think it's good. Um, I like when they add bits of rotoscoping in there. Uh, every now and again, they do like bits yeah, of animated stuff good. over the top. They so see some wolf shadows or something moving. Um, that was, there was a moment when it panned out from the sex scene, and you see the fire raging. It's just their silhouettes. Yeah, they kind of become more wolfy. That looked cool. Yeah. I think it yeah. just there's something about that that looks really odd and unnerving of its time as well. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah it's strange that kind of stuff. Yeah, it becomes almost animated towards the end, doesn't it? it looks like a scene from the raccoons. Um, yeah, <laughs> even just like a painted background in the forest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I liked the transformation, and we see a few more of like it's really 
backloaded into the last half hour, but it's good. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and it's the quickest transformation to Wolf that we see. Every other time it takes a long time. A lot of yeah. wobbling. If you, just, if you just move your head slightly, Luke, as well, we can see just uh, oh, yeah. obviously only for, only for video, guys. I mean, that is that is horrific. Look at those bug eyes. Looks like... Uh, On that. Yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look at those bug eyes. And then move. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, yeah, Terry does goes up to the cabin and it is at night time. She's doing a bit of digging. Um, but, yeah, she gets oh yeah she goes up to a cabin and she gets attacked in the daylight by by a werewolf first is it eddie's cabin that she's found because it's earlier on in the film we missed it they find eddie uh, terry and chris find eddie's house which is where they learn his name and it's full of drawings that he's done and terry has seen the same landscape picture that he's done is here in the colony so she kind of knows now yeah so she goes up and finds what is we learn eddie's house like that, her psychiatrist random, like she picked him out of the yellow pages. He'd turn out to be have a colony that Eddie kissed the guy who was well, stalking the, her. We don't know, like it could this is the thing, it could how far back it goes. Maybe he was her therapist and then they they thought of her as being a victim and then he got Eddie Eddie Quist to, to start stalking her or something, you know. It could but be. why are they so obsessed with Karen? Uh they reckon, she's, she's, they reckon she's she'd the, make a re- good werewolf. She'd make a she's top the, quality werewolf. She does make a good one. Like when she turns, she looks like a kind of Ewok looking cute. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful werewolf. But um, <laughs> maybe um, she's just their, she's their second, as they say, she's the second favorite newsreader. They don't yeah, want the first favorite, favorite newsreader off the news. Well, because, she needs to keep reading news. <laughs> yeah, they can't take the best out of the game. How are you going to get your news? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, um, but yeah, but Terry uh, gets um, attacked uh, by a werewolf. We don't know whom um, in the in the house. We learn a bit later who it is. Um, she thankfully manages to lock him in the bathroom for just a second, long enough to hide under some logs, and then um, gets she a cuts his hand off as well. She yeah, gets, she, she axes the little hand off. She grabs. Oh yeah. She grabs. She grabs a chopper after she jumps out the window, and um, when he's trying to get his get his arms in there to reach her, she hacks it right off. That's a good scene, and I That's like the transformation. Really cool... Yeah, when it reverses back into a human hand, and it's like popping and snapping. Very bubbly. Remind me of the Gremlins. There's yeah. a lot of bubbling stuff in Gremlins. Yeah. Bubbly, really cool. juicy stuff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot of these werewolf transformations are very juicy. They're quite juicy transformers, are these? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like how like because we see it quite often the other way round, right? Where a lot of the effort is put into the transformation to werewolf, but this reversion of the hand is yeah. uh, is great. It's a nice little scene. Yeah. So uh, after that, Terry immediately runs to another cabin or another area. The doctor's, and uh, the doctor's office. Yeah, and yeah. she. She calls Chris, who's watching a werewolf, a wolf cartoon of, um, what is it, the three pigs and three little pigs, yeah, three little pigs. Um, basically says there's definitely werewolves up here. I've seen them. I've had one of their hands off. off. Yeah. His hand off. But then uh, Eddie Quist arrives, definitely not dead, um, but he's got a bullet hole in his forehead. Yeah. Um, 
And while the phone, while, while still onto the phone, he begins attacking Terry. Oh, but this. Well, this is this is like the what I would say the main transformation scene in in the film, right? When Eddie Quist turns, his head starts yeah. to like okay, whatever, whatever it's doing. But he's a yeah. werewolf Lovely. first, right? Ready. Eddie is transforming to and fro like anyone's business because his first yeah. arrival on the scene is almost comical because like she's on the phone looking in the filing cabinet and he's like oh, bring, yeah. bring, on her shoulder <laughs> with like one big well. Oh yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. It is very Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of insane. And um, like Terry holds up a little sign that says, Uh oh, <laughs> where he comes in. Wait, do, <laughs> do we does Terry see him as a human? Are we getting mixed up with uh, when I Karen think, sees him, I think we might be getting mixed up. Yeah, I think he's just all wolf at this point. He's right? all wolf at this point. I mean, this is pretty good, um, pretty terrifying. I yeah. mean, it looks very dog soldiers, like big hairy prosthetics and stuff. It's, it's like really effective, especially for like 1981 as well. Um, it's weird because Terry's obviously scared of him, but I don't know, not quite as scared as you would be with a massive, great big werewolf looming over you. She's a bit like, oh. Oh no! Like a big spider's crawling towards her or something. <laughs> Not quite scared enough. Yeah, she's like as scared as if like you've just noticed that your washing machine's overflowing and you don't know what to do about it. Oh, oh, oh. Eddie, no. <laughs> oh, do I, I do? stop it? <laughs> um, so she, uh, she's on the phone and it's recording her. Like there's like a phone recording thing happening. Um, as she gets eaten, right? He bites into her neck and yeah, uh, kills her. Then Karen arrives in the same place, and then she goes to see the body, but Eddie Kist is under there instead, as a human this time. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So the first Stop. time it's Terry, and she sees that Terry's dead, and then she turns away um, to phone to try and phone someone right only to find the phone is off the hook yeah and then and then under the cabin the next time i thought for a second is it going to be terry transformed but it's not it's eddie and he'd um, replaced her yeah the sneaky little bugger so um, i think pretty very much immediately quiet, as well though. he's obviously like lifted her off put her on the floor got under the blanket thinking to himself <laughs> this is going to be brilliant <laughs> and it doesn't pay off. No one comes in for hours. He's just left there waiting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so around about the same time, Chris, who heard everything on the phone call, goes and grabs the silver bullets from the shop. Uh, I think he pays. He pays, but then he's like, I don't know how much he's even cost. He's like, Bill well, me. Pay, bill me. That's it. That's what he says. So then he heads. He's heading towards the colony with a load of silver bullets, uh, which is handy. Yeah. So. Uh... So Eddie has like a bullet hole in his head. He he takes the bullet out, and then he starts to do the the wobbly transformation bit. He's been keeping the bullet hole in his head all that time. I'd be yeah. like, I could not touch it. I get like when I get like an ingrown hair on my beard, I can't ignore it. It's got to come out immediately. If there's a bullet in my forehead, I'd be picking yeah. away at that. Maybe you liked it. It looks kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Look great. Yeah, he's got a lot of discipline around not at it so he could do it just when it had the most effect and yeah. this is when he begins his uh his like dragon ball z style transformation with his wobbling and shouting so this when we talk about the long transformations he's transforming i think for about 10 minutes and then he get as soon as he's done transforming 
he gets acid in the face and he's done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Karen, Karen could have run, run away at any moment. Like there was, he's definitely got his eyes screwed closed yeah. during pretty much the whole transformation. So she could have just snuck out or ran out or anything. Um, yeah. yeah. And she waits until he's done transforming. And he goes, you, are you done transforming? He goes, and scene. And he just gets the acid straight, <laughs> straight in the grill. Yeah. In the, um, in like an in a deleted scene, you actually see that the acid isn't in that flask. She goes away to its component parts and actually mixes it. She's like, yeah, get a little montage of her in the lab making like it the beakers, yeah, holy, <laughs> holy acid, these salts in here, getting a like, right. to prey on it. <laughs> she sits down to like uh, have a dinner while she's there as well. There's a Pilates just session. Standing there like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then she, but yeah, she, she acids in and then runs out. Um, yeah. uh, but she captured. What happens? She gets captured and taken to the cabin, which is where she's introduced to all of them, and then we find out they're all werewolves, right? Yeah. Did she capture by the doctor? She runs into the doctor and she's like, "Oh, bloody hell, doc! There's werewolves!" And he goes, mm, "Is that what they're saying?" And he's like, "Just captures her. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, so Chris uh, gets to the colony pretty quickly as well. He like manages to find. I think does he find Terry's body or just blood? No, I don't think he finds Terry's body because um, I think Karen tells him that. Ah, uh, that's right. They've, yeah, they've yeah, her. just like casually says your girlfriend's dead, and he's like, oh yeah. Hell. But uh, Eddie's there, and he's kind of it looks like he's got like a Skeletor thing going on. Half his face is it's not there anymore. Oh yeah, because he's been acided and he's turned into regular Eddie again. So he's wasted that transformation. Yeah. <laughs> but he uh, plays a tape of uh, Terry. Oh uh, yeah, getting killed, um, and he starts to transform again. Um, and the thing he's like, I'm going to shoot you. And he, I think he says, "Shoot me then," or, or something. I can't remember. Oh, because he doesn't. What he's what he's foolishly done is hubris has been his undoing. Because he actually snatches the gun off him at first when he comes in. Um, so he snatches the gun off off Chris before he's transformed and gone. Oh, I tell you what, tell you what, yeah, take your best shot. Have your gun back. He hands it back to him. Um, and he goes, "I will." I'll bloody shoot you. And he goes, "Oh, do it, do it." And he starts doing his transformation. And um, does he? <laughs> Does he get to transform the whole way? Am I imagining no, that? I, I, I don't think he. I don't think he transforms the whole way. Because he's, he's still got a neck. Still got neck when skin. He, and he gets Chris just looking at his watch, going. Oh, <laughs> Ten minutes I've got later. To do. I've got other werewolves to kill, not just you. Yeah. Bang. Yeah, he shoots uh, him, and then Eddie, Eddie thinks, "Oh, bloody hell, that is a silver bullet, isn't it?" So he's Eddie's done. Yeah. Yeah, you feel like a right silly sausage, wouldn't you? If you told him to shoot you and then he did and it was a silver bullet. Ow! And you gave, and you gave him that gun back. But it gets, I think it gets more than one werewolf because he goes to the cabin where the, they've been, they've kind of unfurled it to Karen. They're like, oh, if you just come along with it and let us turn you in 12, you'll think it's dead nice, honestly. It's like a hot tub. You get in there at first. Maybe it feels a bit uncomfortable, but <laughs> settle in. Yeah. And Bill's there, and he's like, "Oh, it's true. I've settled in." Yeah, there's like internal politics and know. conflict going on as well. Some of them think that werewolves should be out in the open. Uh, the, the doctor guy uh, says that's not the way. Someone says like humans are uh, like cattle to us. Um, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I think yeah, they're, they're kind of overwhelming they? him, right? Yeah, they've been just. 
they're given cows and they try not to eat people because the doctor's plan is that they can harness it and they can actually run a society because the doctor makes a very fair point that if they get discovered they'll be they'll be sorted they'll be done mm-hmm. but they don't believe the doctor anymore because he's made a right pig's breakfast of this hasn't he because people are being shot all over the place um yeah and they're, they're gonna Chris they're gonna starts, overrule them chris starts getting a proper kill streak going on with these werewolves uh, yeah. as soon as he, well, what I like about it is, he says, don't come any closer. If you come any closer, I'll shoot you. And then they do, and then he shoots them. Eat he shit. Does, <laughs> yeah, he sometimes he does it. He does it like having already seen definitely one werewolf. I wouldn't need quite as much provocation as even as as Chris does here. The second someone showed me even slightly long teeth, I'd be like, bang, bang. <laughs> he wasn't long. even a werewolf. He's had those quite long canines that some people have. Yeah. Dead. <laughs> yeah. Please don't shoot. Bang. I know he's a werewolf because there was a silver bullet that killed him. Not just anything. <laughs> yeah. Silver bullet in the head which killed him. Definitely a werewolf. <laughs> yeah. If you'll notice the bullet I shot him was with was silver, so I put it to you that he was a werewolf. Of course his body looks like a man now. That's because the curse has been broken. <laughs> yeah. Um so it does get a bit gremlinsy around here. Like it it starts to, you know, chaos starts to swirl around people start to transform a fire starts. also there's like a body that's been half eaten in the middle of the the barn i don't know if we even saw who that was we just saw like exposed ribs i don't know if it was terry maybe or someone oh was that was that the was that the leftovers of terry and they have the fire because they're going to they can't turn karen into a werewolf and she can't just disappear because she's famous, so they have to make it look like she's died in a fiery car accident. Right. So that's yeah. why there's all the petrol. And so they lock, um, they lock, Dick Miller... They lock them in, don't they, with the gun? They use the gun to... Luckily, yeah. there's yeah, no other exits. They, it's, it's a different <laughs> gun, not the silver bullets gun. They have another gun that they use to lock, lock them in, and they set them on fire, because Dick Miller has told them that silver bullets and fire kills werewolves. Fire's easier to come by, so... Um, not so pricey. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, and then the werewolves are transforming and burning, but we don't really see like anyone definitely die at this stage, do we? They just go yeah. and get in the car, and obviously, like, not all of them die because the werewolves surround the car as well, yeah, trying they, to get in. A lot of them, a lot of them get out. Um, if I, yeah. if you'd been Chris here, and then it would mean they wouldn't have filmed. You would just stay by the burning barn, and anyone who comes out shoot them. But uh, he doesn't do that. They want to get off. Yeah, and they're going along there, and they get slowed down in the road because the policeman, who we assume is also well, because he does die when he gets shot with a silver bullet. Oh, and <laughs> well, Doc he's got has teeth, already been he? shot. He's got sharp teeth. He? The police he's got teeth. Oh, get, him. get him dead. <laughs> he's got teeth. I've got teeth. Shoot him. Uh, yeah, he's like. At this point, he's obviously like, oh, he must know I'm a werewolf, so I can finally allow my real teeth to show, because that was painful, holding them back this whole time. Um, yeah, so they get him, and then they escape and survive. But uh, Karen does get... Bill, quite, yeah. Bill, Bill gets in the car. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sure. He gets in, just climbs in. Yeah, Bill gets in. Um, they get the keys. Manages to give Karen a little nibble before um, he gets shot. They look back and go, oh, Spuddy Bill. Oh, he's dead, though. He's died with a silver bullet. Uh, <laughs> so um... They knew it was him because he's a werewolf with a moustache. Nice blonde moustache. Um, yeah, but he gets... Yeah, Bill eats shit. Every... They've got 
what 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 might not be all of the werewolves, but they get an awful lot of them and escape. But Karen has taken a bite and um, she knows what that means. And she explains to Christopher that um, they they know what they've got to do. They've got to get the word out because that's the only way to stop um, the werewolves from... They've not mentioned any aspirations of taking over, but let's assume they're wrong and they're going to want to. So um, they've got to they've got to get the word out. So to do that, they go back to Television Central, um, get Pamela Voorhees to put them on the news. She's back, ready to do these things, and she's given Chris some instructions that we can infer where he knows what he's going to do. And then this was the scene that even when I didn't remember this film particularly well, I remember this bit and I remember this ending scene because it's really cool, right? Was she? Starts going off. She's going off, like off script. The TV producer is going, "Oh, what's what's going on here? I mean, this isn't off the York. You pull it off or something like that." And like Chris just tells him, "He's like, no, on ticket." Um, <laughs> and she, like, and she manages to get through some stuff where, um, you know, it's not just like a, um, like vague metaphors about anything. She goes literally, yeah. Um, Word to your respective mothers, viewers of this news program. Um, what I'm here to tell you is there's a secret society of werewolves that are out amongst it, and you've got to watch out because they are werewolves and they're wrongans, uh, and they'll 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 do for you unless we do something about it. And to prove it, this. And then she stands up and um, does a cool transform. Right, turns into a. Furby, right there on <laughs> camera, and then they yeah. shoot it. Just so the kids see a cute thing die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, she could have been a good werewolf by the looks of it, with her blue eyes and like yeah. beautiful mane and crying. She might have been a nice werewolf, but um, Chris had his instructions, so he to be like a Chewbacca, a like a female yeah. Wookie. Very, very Wookie like, definitely. Yeah, very Wookie. Um, and then we're kind of left with a almost like a they live ending, right? With there's all these things on the TV and loads of people are watching um, the yeah, transformations yeah. going on. Well, it's and crazy what good. people can do with special effects. Everyone just thinks it's a stunt. Nobody really believes it's real. One or two uh, guys, though. He's like, no, no, that woman turned into a werewolf and they shot her. But anyway, on to other business. All right, love, do you want a, anything from the barbecue? And it's like, oh, I'll have a hamburger, please. Could murder one. And you know who it is. Rare, rare, please. It's only Buddy yeah. voted most likely to seduce Bills. Buddy Marsha. <laughs> she survived and uh, she just fancied a pint and a burger. Yeah. That was it. Nothing sinister. Those burgers look quite nice, I've got to say. Oh, yeah. Okay, one of them. Yeah. You'd have to be a werewolf to enjoy those burgers. Yeah. Um, that's that. Yeah, that's that. So, got a name game for you, if you guys oh, are ready. Always. <laughs> the what? what? Um, First one is about a film. After a bizarre and near-deadly encounter with a serial killer, a television newswoman is sent to a remote mountain resort whose residents are constantly towel-dry. Is it the toweling? Toweling. toweling. <laughs> Correct. All their clothes are dressing gowns. Another <laughs> uh, one. After a bizarre and deadly encounter with a serial killer, news lady is sent to a remote mountain resort whose residents may or may not be wearing Batman masks. Cowling. cowling, cowling. Well done. I'm not sure if you get that because not everyone knows that that they call that the cowl, the Batman cowl. 
You're a Batman um, fan, mate. That's ready. <laughs> uh, after a bizarre encounter with a serial killer, television news lady sent a remote mountain resort uh, whose residents may or not be pulling angry faces at her behind her back. Scowling. Scowling. Uh, bizarre yeah. dead encounter with a serial killer. Television news lady sent a remote resort where residents may not be picking up after their dogs. The fouling. The fouling. She shouldn't have any Depends on it. No fouling. No this fouling. This is the best I've ever done. This is the best I've ever done. Okay, what about this one? Make After a bizarre, deadly encounter with serial killer, television news lady sent to remote mass resort whose residents may or may not be competing on countdown, but without consonants. The vowling. The vowling. The vowling. Correct. Well done. Ben, you nailed it. One absolute great, great version of name game. Not just because I did well. Great. Oh, a hot streak. Great. That was a hot streak. The hottest streak I've ever had. I'll never have a I'll get them all wrong next week. Uh, we need to rate the film. I uh, I think I know. I think I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's great. I really like it. It's a solid werewolf movie, solid werewolf transformations. It's a bit cheesy, but it kind of feels like it knows it's kind of cheesy. Um, and I was invested the whole way through in all the characters, and I think for a final scene, it's awesome. Um, it l- stays with you long after the film ends, mainly because I was a bit hungry and I couldn't stop thinking about that rare hamburger going on the grill. <laughs> exactly, but uh, I think I'd give it a B plus. Whoa, I put that B plus as well. Solid. Whoa, man! Oh my god. Solid werewolf movie. I liked it more the second time I watched it than I did the first time for some reason. Um, I think it just went along with the sort of the fun camp, you know, because it does start off being kind of sleazy in that kind of fun 80s horror sleazy way. But then halfway through, it does it has a kind of campiness to it, which which I enjoyed. Yeah. What about you, Andy? I think that the howling is, and from what I could hear from you before, the neon cut me out here. I think we have some similar feelings on it. I think that the transformations, the long as they are, are super cool. And it's really cool to see the practical effects that the guys that the guys put into it. It kind of leans into its grubby cheesiness on, on occasions. Um and I know this this spurned a franchise, which I might have to follow up on the rest of. I know some of them are famously awful. Um, yeah, I heard it gets fun, awfully fun. There's one about marsupials, the... right? Where they're where kangaroos, maybe? Who that knows? Real? There's Is a musical, legit? I think. One's a musical. Oh, my goodness. I'm definitely going in on more of these then. But yeah, it's it it was fun. Oh, it embraced, it embraced, I think, the some of the silly parts of it. And you can't argue with those effects. And I still remember that final TV scene to d- to this day before I went back and watched this movie again. I am going to give this a, a flat B, I think. Nice B, right in the middle. Lovely. Very nice. Cool. And I argue right. that. Nice one. Um, so next week we're doing The Taking of Deborah Logan. Yes, indeed, we are. Not seen that before either, so another first watch for me. Mm, interesting. Mm, yum, yum, got yum, a, yum, yum. Got a Bonds a month this month. It's going to be yeah. great. Uh, cool stuff coming up. 
Cool. Okay, so if you enjoyed the episode, please head over to patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Um, thanks to Carl Cameron for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed, please consider rating and reviewing and head over to the Horror Hangar Board Advisors Facebook group. Uh, thanks to my co-hosts, Ben and Andy, for being right horror dudes. Thanks, guys. An absolute pleasure as always. Ladies. Nice one. See next you time. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.